Hello, and welcome to the Neff Canyon Ward podcast. My name is Tyler Slade, and I'm excited to bring you all the cool people of our neighborhood and ward. The goal of this podcast is for all of us to get to know each other better, to create unity through sharing our experiences with others in the gospel. All right, we are here with the Bennetts, Tom and Maureen, <laughs> and it's a beautiful day. We're out on their porch and it's beautiful. I've got uh, Tom Frederick with me and also Gary Beener. So those voices you will hear as well. Um, but thanks for having us over and um, allowing us to talk a little bit about uh, getting everybody. Listen, everybody thinks they know the Bennetts, but then it, there's always stuff that comes Actually, out. Actually, no one knows the Bennetts. No one knows the Bennetts. So this is what That's we're trying to do. That's been our strategy all these years. We're trying to, we're trying to pull it out, right? And then... Uh, so anyways, Maureen, we'll start with you. Why don't you uh, tell tell the listeners uh, a little bit about you, where you're from, uh, school. Give us a, your, your story. Well, I grew up in Southern California in a little town just um, uh, a little bit north of Huntington Beach. Mm. And um, born, I was born in L.A., but my parents moved there when I was in kindergarten. Spent my whole life growing up there. And um, then I went to BYU and uh, graduated with uh, a um, degree in um, art history. Hmm. And uh, then we got married. So you, wait, 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 wait. You're going too fast. Well, I met, we met when we were freshmen. Okay, at BYU. Yes. Tell us about that. Yeah. Um, I was dating his roommate, mm, and right. I, I met him. I probably met you, but I, I don't remember I don't exactly so. what happened. I think happened. we met before you started dating David. And um, David was, he was a lot like the guys that I grew up with, but he was not a good influence. And he so was a it, good friend of mine from yeah, high school. he was a good friend of his. So he was from Hawaii as well. Yeah. Oh. And, and so we were roommates together at BYU. So um, I went home. For summer, came back, and then did we start dating then? I don't. No, it was after that because you came back and started skiing with us for a while. All right, okay, started skiing. I'd learned how to ski at BYU PE. Yeah, probably and didn't learn in Southern California. No, my dad um, sent us to lessons a couple times, but it was total mystery. But then up there, it was a little more clear what you were supposed to do. So um, we got to know each other. And then um, the beginning of my third year, we started dating. Is that right? Well, you took a semester off. Yeah. And then I came and back. Then you came back like that winter semester. Right. We oh, started yeah, dating yeah, yeah. just before, like in the, the basketball season. Yeah, in basketball season. And then um, he went on his mission. And um, after you started dating? Mm -hmm. oh. And uh, then he came home and uh, we got engaged pretty quickly, but we didn't get married for six months because we needed to wait till summer. And so, so when did you know Tom was the guy? Oh, when I very first met him. That's why I wanted to go out with him oh. when I was a freshman. He didn't know that, but I knew. That's typically how it works. <laughs> Took a long time. Neither of us were ready to get married, luckily. So. 
Well, and you're both kind of beach bums, you know, you kind of live in the free life. We were both used to sitting on the beach and doing nothing. <laughs> we both grew up doing that. Beautiful. So art history, tell, so what made you go that route? Oh, I was an art major, but I really liked the history part. So I kind of had all my classes in art history. And, oh, and then um, we got married in 75, and then he, we went back, and you had one more year to go, undergraduate. And I went back and got a second degree in design. And then he finished, and we went to L.A. I thought that was while I was in law school that you got to design. Oh, I don't remember exactly. It was only just 10 years ago. I know, really. Yeah. Just a few years <laughs> Where's ago. Where's your law school? BYU. Mm. So, Tom, tell us. So, so, so you're, you're from Hawaii then? Yeah, but I'm proud to say I was born in Idaho Falls, Idaho. See, I didn't say I didn't know. Don't this. tell that because I don't tell that one. Okay, anymore. okay. This, this, <laughs> no one, will, no one, no one listens to this. When I was six months old, we moved, and we moved to really close to where Tom lived in a little town called Hoyt Lakes, Minnesota. Oh wow! You can't. I told you that. Yeah. I lived in Hoyt Lakes. I know. Yeah. That's why we're brothers, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> This must be like you a only huge work there city. if you're working at the mine. My dad was an accountant for, for the, the mine, mine company. Yeah. Erie Mining Company. Yeah. Yep. Wow. So we lived there just for a couple of years, and then my dad was smart, <laughs> and people told him, hey, there's really good jobs in California. And so they moved to California when I was four, probably, um, and lived there till I got out of sixth grade. And we actually went, we think yeah, we went we to the same building because I wasn't a member, but my neighbors were members and they, I would go to primary with them. And we think we were in the same building. We Different met in, ward, same yeah, building. Yeah, it's probably the same. We think it was the same. Same building, state. yeah. Right in um, <clears throat> Westchester, um, which is right on the bluff above Marina Del Rey. Okay. So we both lived in that area. Um. So sixth grade. So sixth grade. Then my mom came up. My, my parents were divorced by this time. Um, they'd gotten divorced when I was eight, uh, almost eight. And so that year when I was in sixth grade, my mom comes home one day and said, what would you think about living in Hawaii for a year? And I'm like, it took me a week to stop running around screaming. <laughs> it was like the best idea. But she I'd had, ever how old was Eric? Uh, Eric was, my little brother was, he was probably two. He was little. When we moved, he was three. Yeah. So he had a, Tommy so, and then a sister who's four years younger. Younger. And then his mm -hmm. little brother. She, by herself. She, Decides to move to Hawaii. Yeah. yeah. It was a gutsy move. Yeah. So one year led to led to almost seven. Hmm. Um, so we moved there and stayed until um, until I graduated from high school. And, um, and my mom ended up moving back to the mainland. Hmm. But it was um, it, it was a life changing and remarkable experience. And here's we're this little family divorced mom in her how old was she then? I don't know. Maybe she was 30. 
and um, and this little family, and we moved into this ward, and they just adopted us. Mm. And um, and part of the my my mom had a plan. She's a very smart woman. Um, and 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 her thinking, she was concerned that if we stayed in Los Angeles forever, that we would start to like the. Th My dad wasn't active in the church, hmm. and so, and under the divorce arrangement, we always spent Saturdays with my dad, and then we lived with my mom during the rest of the week. And my mom was worried that as we became older, we would want to spend more time with my dad. Because he did fun things. I mean, he had a good life. He had a sailboat. Was he okay with you moving to Hawaii? Uh, I don't know. I mean, he never talked to me about it. There was no conversation. Uh, yeah, there was no conversation with me. Well, that, those are the days where you could. You could just leave with your kids. Because you didn't go every weekend after. No, so, then we'd spend the summer. Summer. So we'd spend the summers with my dad. Oh. We'd fly back from Hawaii to California and spend the summers with my dad. Okay. And then we'd come back at the end of the summer. So she wanted to get you away from yeah. the, from maybe pulling you away from the church. Yeah, she thought the odds were better raising a family in the church if there was some distance between us. Wow. And And it absolutely was true. She was inspired. There's no other word for it. It was remarkable. That really is. And it's totally That's what a happened. bold move. Yeah. Yeah. And and I mean I've talked she and I talk about it all the time. And she's very clear about the fact that that's why she moved there. And she knew it's what she had to do. And so she did. We didn't know anybody. Hmm. So this is what happened. They took the Luraline, which was a boat, a cruise, like as a cruise yeah, ship. Yeah, in those days there were cruise ships going, going back, back and, and forth, forth from every week. California okay. to Hawaii. Yeah, every so week. flying wasn't nearly as easy. Yeah, and flying. she had all her stuff. But if you went on the Luraline, you got a whole bunch of. You could uh, take as much baggage. Yeah, baggage. As you want. Mm. There was no limit, so you had to pay for a car. But we took our car, mm -hmm. we had a little station wagon, packed it full of stuff, mm -hmm. had boxes and trunks, and I mean everything that we owned sure. for a family of four and put it on that boat and sailed to Hawaii. The day they got there, they got off the boat and they got the car and they drove. They Checked into it. A hotel. A sleazy hotel. <laughs> and um, they decided to drive around the island, which would have taken four hours. She didn't yeah. really get that. But so she went up to Diamond Head and the lookout and she was there with the kids. And this woman comes up to her. Oh, the woman, she was sitting in the car. Oh, your mom was? The woman was. Oh, the woman we was. We got out of the car. Oh, okay. And the woman saw her fawn and uh, she got out and walked up to her and said, we belong to the same church. And his, I mean, we'd been there less than 12 hours. She <laughs> was inspired. Wow. And, you oh, know, Fawn said, because she could see her garments. <sighs> wow. So that, just think about your garments as a blessing. No. It is a mark. It's not as identifiable today. Yeah. No. So anyway, she said, oh, there's a really good ward. I don't know, is she in that ward? 
not Kahala. No, she no. sent us to the Tabernacle Ward. Oh yeah, the down where the stake center was, and just told her where to go to church, and then Fawn ended up buying a ha uh, Fawn's my mom. A condo in this in a ward in that stake, Kahala Ward, and that's where. So you grew up and in that first day at church. We met a realtor who helped us find a place to live and you know, found a condo we could rent. My mom eventually bought one that area, but it was a a wonderful area and a fantastic ward. And I mean, so, but that was typical. Everything just lined up and fell right into so place. So Hawaii's home for you when you go back. Yeah, yeah. it's going home. Yeah. I think uh, we need a, is your mom still alive? Yeah. Yes. I mean, we're gonna need a visitor. Yeah, uh, we may have to. Visiting podcast. We can't get anybody else to. Let this us in woman, their house. We're going to have to go to your woman. parents. You have no idea how much she would love that. <laughs> Let's, Let's do it. <laughs> Can we get her over here? She obviously Not tonight. Okay. knows a thing or two about the spirit. She does. She does. Yep. Did she remarry? She did. She did, but not until we were married. Yeah, we've been married about three years. For four years? Yeah, she Brie was... Brie was born, so Brie was little. Yeah, she was single for, I don't know, I think... 20 eight, years. 18 years, 18, 20, 20 years. years. Mm. And then yeah. she, when she moved Sorry. back to Provo, when he got out of high school, she um, moved into this ward and met this man who was a widow, her widower, and um, they got married. <laughs> they were so happy. So my brother and sister were still in high school. And he had married. two kids, same age as... Her kids still oh. in high school. That was rocky. Mm, I'm sure that was rocky. But his older his oldest son, which was he's uh, Brett Ashworth, he's a little bit older than us. He and and his wife and us were thrilled because we could see the writing on the wall that we were going to have to take care of her. And I mean, I'm, and they were going to have to take care of him. Yeah, and they were going to have to take care of him. And I mean, I would take care of her, but she would have had more fun with him. And so he um, they got married. And uh, I don't know, were they married about 20 they had, years? They had a good life. I don't and know. They maybe, did. Maybe 15. He's an architect in Provo. So they got married when they were in their late 50s. Yeah, they seemed so old. Yeah. Oh, still alive? What? Is her husband still alive? No, no. Okay. he passed away. He's been gone. Maybe 10 years. So your mom's got to be in her 90s or what? late 80s? Yeah, My she's 90, 95. 95. Okay. Wow. And his dad was just right down here in... Highland Cove. Highland Cove. Mm. He's yeah. 95 too. 92. See, we didn't know this. Yeah. And my we mom's know 92. So, so we've still, be, we've still got three parents. Yeah. So you guys need to make sure you save more for retirement than you think then, because yes. that's a problem. That's what we told our guy. <laughs> no, we did. We did. Yeah, he said, okay, I've got it set up to about 90. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> need to up that to about 100, just to be safe. There goes your retirement. But then we both started having bike crashes and <laughs> yeah. stuff to try and shorten the lifespan a little bit. <laughs> you know, you become the best speaker ever since you're out. I mean, I liked you before no. when you were a bishop, but after your accident, you are funnier and your well, talks are more I'm powerful. I don't know what I'm happened. Brain, I'm brain damaged. <laughs> no, you he is brain you damaged. improved. Most people. <laughs> uh, remember I'm that. telling you. you we can uh, edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool. Well, 
Transitioning just a little bit here, Maureen. Um, Let me just say one thing. Yes. Because it also, so it worked for me in the church, this moving to Hawaii, but also worked for my brother and sister. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my brother and sister are active in the church to this day. Wow. My brother served a mission. My sister's been active her whole life. And so my, my, my mother her legacy. created a gospel family as a single parent, yeah, and that, a gospel-centered family as a single when parent. When odds are against odds that happening. Totally but with the us. help of those people in that ward in Kahala, yeah. Yeah. that was yeah. um, a miracle that they uh, connected with that ward because a lot of them didn't have family there. And sh they were in included on everything, Christmas, Thanksgiving, you know, Easter, everything. Every Sunday they'd have dinner together. So it was uh, it was such a blessing. Yeah, the ward was a family. Yeah. I love that. In a way I've never seen before. I, I just think Where that's... that's so before we get into the... Yeah. The, the, Maureen is an accomplished artist. We have a Maureen Bennett Oh yeah, you do have one of mine. A so Centerville she's one. good, she's very good. You might want to up hobby. your insurance. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> If yeah. you've got one of her paintings, you should increase okay. your insurance coverage. We just coverage. told the world, you know, that you have one of her paintings. Very valuable paintings. paintings. Yes. Of Mount Olympus. Of Mount Olympus? Even, even better. Oh, really? Really? Mount Olympus also in Centerville. You have two of them. We have two? Yeah. <laughs> we will up our insurance. Yeah. <laughs> so how often do you paint or is it, what kind of paint is it? Uh, oils. 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 It's landscapes. Landscape. I you love, love to landscapes, do landscapes and oils. Yeah. And are you working on something now? Uh-huh, yes, I am. Let's see, what is it? Oh, a picture of Hawaii that we took a photo of. Oh. And I'll, I've done the backyard. I'll do Bear Lake and... Lake Powell? No, I hate Red Rock. <laughs> really? Yes. Not many people paint Red Rock. Because hmm. it looks not. It looks fake. It's hard. Yeah. It's never... hard to make it not a cliche. Interesting. Do you know my my mother-in-law Lois loves to paint too? Did oh, you know she that? Does. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, she's my garage has been transformed into her art studio. Oh, wonderful! Well, before she was when she was mobile, but she well, we, still. I have our our broken pelvises and yes in common also. Yes, and that's that's fantastic to hear that. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. Yep. That's cool. Um, Transitioning a little bit, Maureen, um, why don't, why don't you, t uh, spiritual journey. We like to talk about spiritual journey in our life. Um, you mentioned that uh, you weren't a member and right. tell us how that all went down and how you gained your testimony. Well, um, in ninth grade, I had a friend who I, I just became friends with and she said, do you want to come to church? And I said, sure. And I actually needed something in my life that was stable. My, my sister wouldn't say this, but my father drank too much. And so I needed, a, I wanted a different life. And so uh, when I, I started going, let's see, so how old are you in ninth grade? 14? Yeah, 14. And um, so for about a year, I was going to church and then I was baptized. My parents were fine with it. They weren't thrilled, but they were fine with it. I think they knew from raising me, <laughs> as you know, with certain children. 
that it just would be a nightmare to tell me no. So, um, so did you have the missionary lessons in your home? Yes, with my mom. My mom was there. And, uh, and then, let's see, so when I was 15, I, right before I turned 16, so when I was a junior um, and I was 15, I joined the church. And honestly, I didn't know. I just thought, I just want these people in my life. Yeah. I, you know, I was young. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, this is what I want. And so, um, so then I, about, I applied to BYU and got in. And so I went to BYU. I was young. I was 17. And then I turned 18 my freshman year. So, um, and that really changed everything. Did it? Yeah. Tell us about that. What happened? Well, I just, um, because I really didn't know about the church. I just knew about our little ward. Sure. It was more of a social conversion at first. At first, yeah. But then um, being at BYU, you can't, it's geared, BYU is geared to teaching you how to be a good member. And that's what it did. I mean, you know, I went out with all sorts of people and realized who I really wanted to marry. And so, you know, I had met Tommy. I really had a a feeling that I needed someone who went on a mission in my life. And so, um, I don't know, it just, we got married right after I graduated. And um, it was just exactly what I wanted in my life. I wanted the gospel. I wanted someone who was um, stalwart and... Um, so it was deliberate. Was it, it, was, oh, it, very it was deliberate, deliberate in what you were trying to do. Yes, very deliberate, yes. You yeah. weren't going to marry somebody who didn't fit that. No. Yeah. I went out with them. Yeah. But I, there's no way I'm marrying someone, you know, because I went out with all sorts of people. You can find all sorts of people at BYU. Sure. Really bad people, really good people. I went out with both. Yep. And I, I kind of knew exactly what I wanted, and those weren't ones. But, you know, I had fun. I, I was uh, really focused. So was it over time that you gained your testimony just by going through these things, these deliberate actions? Yes, and having a roadmap. The church gives you a roadmap. And so thinking about what, you know, you want to do this, you want to do that, you want to get your patriarchal blessing, you want to go to college, you want to um, date people, you want someone who's like that, you know, has these qualities. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was very deliberate, mm. very deliberate. I love that. But that's oh. my personality too, asked Tommy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's my personality. I don't... You haven't changed much in that regard. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. President Bennett, um, <laughs> why don't you tell us about your spiritual journey? We've heard, obviously, a key part of it. 
but maybe you can uh, elaborate on that and you're, maybe you're talking about your mission and just how your testimony has come to be. Um, I, I grew up in the church my whole life. Um, I, I'm a skeptic. And so I grew up in the church, but I also fought it a lot when I was young. I was the guy who, I, I tried not to get in trouble in Sunday school class, but in my mind the whole time I'm arguing with the teacher. And occasionally it would come out and they'd go, where did this kid come from? So, but I kept going and in part, sort of to circle around, I kept going because I never wanted to disappoint my mom. And so I kept at it. <laughs> and, and the church was a great influence, both with friends I had in the church. We had a group of young men and young women in that ward that was unbelievable. I've never seen one like it. And leaders. And, and leaders. And so we, as a group of friends, we were as close as you could be. We, and, and we went to different schools. It's kind of like that in Hawaii. People go to schools in different places. Um, and so, but, but those kids in the ward were my closest friends. And they were great people and great examples. And we had remarkable leaders. Hmm. And there were men leaders, both fathers of my friends and other men in the ward that they didn't overtly take me under their wing because that I would have gone, whoa, I don't think so. But they were really subtle about it and they were really good. And in retrospect, I knew they loved me. Yeah. Um, and and they are men that I'll always be grateful for. And, um, and, and, and so I stayed in the church. I just kept hanging around um, and, and never got in terribly bad trouble um, until I went to BYU. And, and Maureen got to BYU and sort of said, this is just what I'm looking for. And I got to BYU and just said, these people and this place is insane. Yeah, I'm just going to fight against this for a while. It's hard going there, growing up where we did. Yeah, some people just love sure, it's it. It's a culture shock. But it was hard. Yeah, it was very hard. And I wasn't used to having rules. Yeah, we, I was used to being good because I decided to be good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was. I, you know, I talked to my mom. I, well, I talked to other. I I didn't have much in the way of rules at home. But my mom was smart because she knew I wouldn't do anything bad because I didn't want to hurt her. And so, so, so I was pretty good. Um, and then I got to BYU and it was, it was hard. And um, the rules and the structure, the rules and the structure and the, the everybody's trying to be the perfect Mormon and they look down on you if you aren't. And I didn't think I was a perfect, I'm, I'm like this surfer from Hawaii. Yeah. What well, I, I don't even, I'm like, 
don't you realize I'm like the coolest guy in the world? You just don't realize I still that. are. And, you, and you're trying to change me? How am I supposed to deal I with that? I can see the surf. No, you're still the coolest like, guy. If, right now in this light, I can totally see it. It didn't come across well. You wouldn't know he was a rebel. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and so, um, and, and, my, and my roommate, who she dated, was, we were good friends. And he was, he was an adventurous soul. And so as a freshman, I, I, I was not a model BYU student. Well, those summers with your dad kind of got to you a little bit, it sounds like. I, I can't blame him for that. Yeah. I, it's <laughs> no, totally it... me. My roommate didn't help, though, either. Yeah, he didn't help. After that first year, he got kicked out of BYU, uh, in fact. And so, anyway, I learned. He did I, end up going on a mission. He did. So Yes, so he came out okay. Yeah. Well, okay. He, he's still okay. But, so... I was uncomfortable at BYU, and I didn't enjoy it. Um, until you met me. Until I met Maureen. Thank goodness you saved me. And then... And I did think he was the coolest. Thank you. <laughs> you were the one. So that's, it, why, that's why I liked you. Yeah, because so it reinforced his... Yeah. Yeah, it was good. So anyway, but I got through BYU. I didn't get kicked out. Um, I went to two years before my mission because I was young when I started to... Um, and where'd you go on your mission? Denmark. Oh, you gotta tell us about that. Um, it's super cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's um, so I'd had two years of school, then went on a mission to Denmark. Um, it was it's a wonderful country, and it was an unbelievable. That was the experience that changed my life. What was it? That that got me on board the ship. I was just sorting through, sort of throwing darts at the at the ship of the church before that. How did but, that, how did that yeah. happen? On a mission? Yeah. How did how did that change you? Um, I think part of it was, I mean, I, I wasn't one of those kids that just said, "Oh, I can't wait till I go on my mission. I can't wait till I go on my mission." Sure. But I knew I had a duty to do it, and I had made a promise to the father of one of my closest friends who trapped me in, a, in the driveway of my house one day when I was 14 years old and said, you're going on a mission, right? And I told him I would. And so I was stuck. I had to go. So I knew I had to go. I knew I would go. But when I, did, when I went, I decided if I'm going to do this, I'm, I'm going to do the very best I can. So do you think it was good that you had all the rules at BYU maybe prepared you for all the rules in the mission? No, I don't think so. <laughs> there was nothing good about having all the rules at BYU. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't cause me to grow in any way. Because <laughs> that shock I, 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 I of know the rules in the I, mission would have hit you that same way. I could deal with that because I knew the mission was going to be hard. Okay. I didn't think BYU was going to be hard. I figured BYU was going to be school. It's going to be school. And school was always easy for me. And so I wasn't planning anything to be hard. I was planning to go to school a couple days a week and ski the rest of the time. And so that's what I did. And it was great. Um, and, and so I went on a mission and I, was, I, I talked myself into being serious about it. And I was serious about it. And I, and I think I worked really hard. And I kept every one of the rules. So maybe the mission helped you go back to BYU. 
Yeah, I could survive. It was okay after that. After that. Yeah. And um, getting married helped too. And getting married helped, and knowing Maureen helped because she had high expectations. And I also am uh, uh, more of a rule follower than he is. Yeah, it sounds sure. like it. Yeah. And you know, I have this vision in my head. This is what we're going to do. And he sometimes was not happy with me. But in the back of my head, I had the same. I had the same vision. Hmm. Sometimes it just annoyed me. Yeah. Did your skepticism subside? No. Uh, um, I I think I still ask a lot of questions, mm -hmm. but but the thing that has changed is I've learned how to find answers to my questions, and I've learned how to look hard enough and seek hard enough to find answers. Whereas when I was young, I didn't do that. Just, you know, give me five more reasons to criticize. Um, and so I, I, don't, I don't think I can get beyond the skepticism, but I also think- I think this is a key point because President Nelson just talked about it in his YSA yeah. devotional, which if you haven't watched it, you it's really good. Like, stop what you, stop this podcast and go watch yeah. that, and then come back here because President Bennett hits on a very key point here about being willing to search and figure own your own your testimony and go find the answers, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. and I think that so many of us struggle. And some of the questions maybe we shy away from because we don't either want to know the answer or we don't know the answer, but we think it's going to hurt our faith. But talk to us a little bit more about well, what you mean well, there. Well, part of it is I finally got old enough and mature enough when I was like 35 to realize that I needed more faith, that I wanted more faith. I mean, I had my mission and that anchored me. And, and after that, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not leaving this ship. I'm on. Um, but I wasn't always fully enthused about it. And, and, and I came to a realization that I needed, I needed to have more faith and I needed to have stronger faith. And I needed to use my faith as the mechanism and the framework for finding my answers. Um, and, 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 I, and I, I still remember a Sunday school class that was about faith. And I remember asking the question, you know, what if you're just a person that doesn't have very much faith? So I look around, a lot of these people have a ton of faith. Maybe all of us don't have as much faith. Is that just the way it is? Some people have more faith than others. And, and, and the answer from the teacher was, maybe that's something you can pray for. Hmm. Duh. <laughs> you know, I never thought about that. Yeah. But it was, and that answer changed me. And I started praying for faith. And I started looking at, the, I, I started looking to make my faith stronger, which I hadn't done before. Um, and, and that made a big difference. Um, 
And so I'm still looking for faith. I'm still praying for more faith. Um, and I think I have a lot more faith than I did before. Don't you think that's a requirement of all of us members to keep pushing forward with faith and asking for more faith? Because it seems to me in the gospel, you're either, you know, on an upward growing trajectory or you're a downward losing your faith. It doesn't seem like there's just a flat line. Yeah. I think life gives you the opportunity to increase your faith. You have sickness, you have accidents, you have children, children make you crazy. Who, who leave the church. Yeah. They're all faith yeah. based. You get through that, you figure out how to get through those things by increasing your faith. And relying on it and recognizing it when faith brings you blessings. Because um, if you don't connect that dot. Yeah, because it's easy. Because, I mean, I, you know, being Mr. Skeptical, I always thought uh, it's sort of a weakness to have faith. That's like being superstitious. Right. And You should know. What? You should know. You shouldn't have faith. Yeah, and, and that's just dead wrong. Yeah. There's nothing weak about recognizing that there is power in faith. And that when something happens, it's not just because you're talented or lucky. But giving credit to Heavenly Father for helping you out. Even if maybe he didn't help you out. Because <laughs> you know we've missed plenty of times when we didn't thank him, when he did help us out. And so I was always worried for thanking Heavenly Father for something that he didn't cause. That somehow that was being dishonest or stupid or something. Well, that was ridiculous. I mean, we just have to give him more credit for things than we ever do. And so, so that the change in the role of faith in my life as, as an adult, because I, I mean, it happened like in, you know, middle age, like I said, 35 or something like that. But that's been really meaningful for me. I love that. Changed my whole perspective. And it can continue to happen. Yeah. Yes. All your life. Yeah. All your life. That's true. The, the most. That's so true. Well, that's what I mean about either you're growing or you're dying. Yeah. The most meaningful talk I've ever read, I'm going to get you a copy. Okay. Is Learning by Faith. Elder Bednar, yep. 2005. Mm -hmm. I think February of 2003 or five. It sure changed me, and I was 60 Is that at the that time. one that you read on your mission? Yeah. You've talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. I was 61 when I read that, and it yeah. changed me a lot. Yeah. I remember the first time I heard you talk about that, I came home and read that. Mm. So, you're right. It's a great talk. Um, you know, we didn't ask about your kids. How many kids do you have? Four kids. Four kids. They're all married. All married. 17 grandchildren. 17 Whoa. grandchildren. Mm -hmm. Our kids are three girls and one boy. Yeah. So we have a daughter who is, I think she actually is 45. Yeah. She, uh, and then our son who is 43. And then our third child turned 40 today. Oh, wow. 
and then our last a daughter, and then our last child a daughter, who um, is the child that God gave us because he gave us the other three. And she, she was the equalizer. Yeah, <laughs> she was the one that kept us going. Right now, we cannot tell our children about this. Yeah, yeah don't they may, share they may that with about. the kids. <laughs> and she's 38. This is the part that usually gets edited out. Good. <laughs> Comments like that. Yeah. And the three girls live around here. Uh, our oldest is over by Willow Creek, and then one daughter in Centerville and one in Kaysville. They married Davis County boys who will mm. never leave Davis County. Mm. Do you know Davis County people? Yeah. Yeah, hey, they're close. Yes. Right? They're all related no, up great. there. Yeah. Yeah, and they're close enough to us. And that... your son is how close? Oh, he's a Bozeman. Bozeman. Yeah. Well, that's a But he's good the one who travels around in the yeah. Airstream in the winter. Do you know about that? Uh-uh. Oh, I can't remember who I told. Um, yeah, four kids, a daughter and three boys which is, you know, poetic justice. They has three boys. Yeah. <laughs> and um, they, they travel in the winter and they go south and they went all the way to Alabama. Is that yeah, how far it is? Arkansas, did you? Yeah, so Arkansas. So they got a trailer, they got a nice went trailer. Went to Bentonville, and, you know, oh, you Walmart. Yeah, yeah. They loved it. They're very, I mean, like when Tommy was in the hospital the first time, he walks in with the, all the kids and his wife, and the nurse says, oh, baby hippies. <laughs> That's exactly what they are, baby hippies. So did you say Airstream? He's got an Airstream. There's like yeah. a cult following with the Airstream, there is. right? Yes, and they're friends with a lot of them. Yeah. And they meet them around. Yeah, the cult brand of Airstream. I've yeah. heard about that. Might have to check it out. So they do that. They homeschool with their kids. And they homeschool. They're vegans. They're organic in every way. Yeah, and they're and they're terrific. Sounds and, like another podcast interview. Yeah, we need more time with you guys. <laughs> I'll tell you, the two of them would be a hilarious podcast. Hilarious. <laughs> we need your whole family. <laughs> yeah. You should just start we going down do a the... show every week. <laughs> so one of the Please things I ask family. on the podcast because there are so many connections in the stake in the neighborhood. No, none of our children have married anyone in the neighborhood. So you you don't have any connections <laughs> in Mount Olympus. No. We. We know people. No, I mean like relatives. Oh no, mm -mm. because this I think it's the first. This my, is the first time. All my relatives, <laughs> all my relatives were in California, and his mom and dad. How yeah. long have you been here? Seventeen years. Seventeen years. But we lived below the freeway, over by Morningside, mm. for twenty-five years in two houses down there. And then moved up here. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where we raised our kids. Yeah. To the sacred. So school. you moved up here like 2005. 2005. Yeah. Lived in Park City for two years in between. So you were in the fourth ward when yeah. you came yeah. in. Yeah. Same house. Same house. Yeah. I. We really wanted to live up here. And well, so, not both of us did. I wanted to live in Park City. Oh yeah, but I. <laughs> so Maureen would secretly look for houses. I wasn't secretly. I was telling you each yeah, one I right. found, but I drove around. Uh, like when I go get my hair cut, and I'd be early. Or I, I worked at the U, and I was going to school. And so uh, whenever I had time, I'd drive around up here and look for houses for sale. And this one had a for sale sign out here, this one. And um, so I called the realtor and asked her to come and show me. How I didn't even get in the house. I just saw the 
the garden and the property and I just fell in love with it. I didn't care what the house, I could fix the house inside. Yeah. yeah. So um, she told me the price. I don't even remember what it was. It was a lot, like 700000 oh, Yeah, like 30000 Yeah, it was that unbelievable. Whatever yeah. it was, and, it was a good buy. Yeah. Well, not yet. Tommy, I call Tommy. He says, no, too much. So I tell the realtor, too much. No so if they lower it, you call me. And so she called me like three times. They lowered it three times. I don't remember what we paid for, but it was cheap. It was a significant discount. Yes, because we had to put a lot of money into it to get it livable. And so it was just a miracle. It was really. So it was great. Then a number came up and I said, okay. Yeah. There you go. And we'll so I'm off the phone. Afternoon. And they had another offer too, but they took our offer. Our offer awesome. So. so was it, who was here before you? Um, uh, Timmy Burton, you know. Um, Timmy Burton is the wife. Yeah. And. Um, oh, what was Burton's name? What was his name? They they weren't active in the ward. Okay. I don't all. even know if they were members. Were yeah, they? I, I don't know if they're. I don't think they're members. She was a, from a Dinwoody. She was a mm. Dinwoody. Oh, Dinwoody. And he was weird. Let's see. And, and he was Burton. Robert from the R. Harold Burton Foundation. Yeah, he was. Whatever, that was him. Whatever they are, anyway. And so I came after when we had it under contract. I came up here one Saturday morning maybe a week I was put in contract, and I was all by myself. And they didn't live in the house, they vacated the house. And I came up here on Saturday morning, and I sat right there. Yeah. With my leaning against that wall. Yep. And I sat there for about an hour. He's pointing to the side of the house by the door yeah, there. pointing to the side of the house <laughs> yeah, by I'm the door. Yeah, I'm looking, man. Yeah. <laughs> on that little... You sat on the hose. And I sat there for an hour and decided, this is a good Pretty place. Pretty peaceful. Yeah. This, this has place. a good vibe to it. We could see Mount Olympus when we moved in. Yeah, some of uh -huh. those trees have grown in But we can't see it now. Yeah. I had a similar experience when we moved in, so I can appreciate that. Yeah. It was where we needed to be. Yeah. You know, because we'd had a lot of, you know, disappointments with our kids, and we, we kind of needed to get away and start something new. And I loved coming here because no one asked me about my kids. I mean, our other ward, oh, how so-and-so, how so-and-so. Oh, they're not doing, they're not going to school. They're not going on a mission, you know, yeah, that kind of stuff. And we came here and no one cared. Yeah, no, we just didn't know them. That was good. <laughs> we cared. No, that's right. You know, actually, yeah. they yes. know my kids. Everybody up here knew my kids. Oh. And like the sweets and the, um, who else? The sweets, because my son dated. Oh, what's her, of, what's her name? Who was the Relief Society president? Single, her husband died when they were in Hawaii. Uh, oh, Murdoch, Colette Murdoch. Murdoch. Oh, that one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. One, uh, one of her sons her was son. I was thinking of Kopinga, because he oh, died in Hawaii. Oh, yes, he, yeah. yes. Yeah. But there were a lot anyway. of people, oh, you're Bree's mom, mm -hmm. or you're Ty's yeah. mom. They can just look right at me and say, oh, you're Bree's mom. I've had people do that too. So, you know, and I didn't care. So it was just wonderful. It was a perfect place for us. It was perfect. Well, I cer certainly appreciate um, getting to know. I mean, it's crazy. Again, like I said, you thought you knew the Bennetts. Mm -hmm. You didn't. I didn't. <laughs> we learned a lot. And Can uh, I add just one thing? Yes. 
She also has a PhD. She's a doctor. Why did so, we not talk about this? See that. <laughs> because I should have picked up on it because you were going back to school at the U. Yeah. So PhD in. I got a master's and then they offered me to, a place to go back for a PhD. So I did that and I had to work full time for them. So I taught and. Art, hist art history? No, natural resources. Hmm. Awesome. <laughs> when we're done, let's. We're going to need more time. Yeah, we need, well, no, I, I have all these questions, all these tangents, but that'd take yeah. hours. Yeah. So, anyway, when you see her, it's. Dr. Bennett. We it's appropriate to call her Dr. Bennett as a matter of respect. I was just frankly. babysitting. My daughter has six kids, and we were just babysitting them. And the two youngest are four and six, and just four and six. I mean, I didn't care about the other kids. Just go, do whatever. But this four and six-year-old, and I was joking with them that, because um, I said, you know, I'm a doctor. And he said, what? <laughs> and I said, you have to call me Dr. Mimi. Mimi is my grandma name. They'll say, can you, I call you Grandma Mimi? <laughs> yes, you can. But... That's why I said, you call me Dr. Mimi. <laughs> okay. And that lasted. It was really pr pretty funny when they. Well, Dr. you're a Mimi. doctor, too. I am a doctor, but I'm sort of a wimpy doctor. I'm a jurist doctor. <laughs> that hardly even counts. Doctors Mine took a lot longer to, to get than his. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> a Hers lot. Was a lot harder. Well, we love the Bennetts. We're, we're blessed that you guys moved in. Boy, do we you. ever. Such a huh? blessing. Tom was a great bishop, too. I don't know if Oh, yeah, moved I, came, he... I moved in when he was the bishop. Okay. Yeah, and uh, yes. We were so sitting behind watch. him in church when he was called. <laughs> oh, you were? Yeah, and I had to poke my wife because she made some smart remark about <laughs> to you about you're going to be the new bishop. <laughs> oh. I said, I said, that's not appropriate, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I love I love all of your wives. <laughs> so do I, actually. I love them. <laughs> This is a special ward. This special is a special ward. I love ward. Them. Yes. So I got to leave you with one last question. Okay. Um, and this one is the one I ask everybody. Um, and I'm going to actually going to change it up a little bit. Um, I'm going to have you answer for Maureen, and Maureen, you're going to answer for President Bennett. 100 years from now, 100 years from now, long after we're gone, and your posterity, is listening to this very podcast. They stumble upon this and they're just like, oh my gosh. You have an opportunity to tell them about President Bennett. What do you want them to know about him? Well, you have to know they love him. They all love him. I mean, more than me. They call him. They... The grandkids run to him. They love him. And I guess I would say, don't forget how you felt about him. Because that will be, that will help you raise a family and bring them back to Heavenly Father. Don't forget the way he was. That's what I would say. Love that. President Bennett, what does <laughs> your posterity be good? That was the sweetest thing you've ever said. That was well, good. It's true. That was good. Grandkids don't lie. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, they don't. <laughs> um, uh, what I would say is that Maureen is the rock in our family. She is the steadier. She is a compass that shows me and all of us the way to go. And, and there is a, I can't describe this correctly. She, this, this will, this will sound odd. What I will say, and then I will clarify is that her character is very dense. And by that, what I mean is her character is multi-layered and filled with variety and with substance on so many things that it's like a piece of matter that is made dense from having so many strengths all crushed together. Thank you, hon. Wow, wow that's pretty Is good. Is that close? Does that make Holy sense? Holy cow. Wow. That's an Academy Award. <laughs> yeah. That, that is. That's pretty good. That's what I meant. After his, he would have never come up with that before he got it smacked in the head. Yeah. Or what you said? That was oh, really no, I good. I thought she was dang hot. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. When we're going surfing, dude. Yeah. Wow. Well, I echo what's been said. We love the Bennetts, and this has been fantastic. Thank you for sharing. Well, thanks for coming over. This was yeah. way less painful yeah. than I had expected. Yeah, see, it was so great to those talk. of you Time. that we're going to be knocking on next, just you heard that here. It's not painful. Mm -hmm. and thanks, but it's so thanks, good. Thanks for caring. You bet. Yeah. Thanks for doing this.